I have a couple of announcements. And as I do those, if you have a prayer request, if you'll raise your hand, somebody, Terry, it's going to happen. All right, some reminders. Coming next week, scouts will be collecting food, and most services canned food or boxed items for um, our local charity, Food Bank. Um, coming next week, make a switch. Katie, I guess, going to talk about that, right? Okay. And then... Um, also, information in the bulletin now is, uh, is there, and I guess Paige is going to talk about that. Concerning our special Lenten offering coming up, okay, so I'm going to let them do that in just a second. A reminder that Sunday night programs have resumed, 5 o'clock handbells. This is for children, 5 o'clock handbells, 5.30, the children's choir, and 6 to 7, mission kids, snack, and Bible study. Now, coming up in... February, Reverend Bob McQuaid, where are you at? Where are you at, Bob? I know you're here somewhere. You just hand me this piece of paper there in the back. I see you. They're back there greeting. Okay, Bob and McQuaid will be offering uh, end times a six-week study of the consummation of human history. And the study group will meet in a social hall beginning Sunday, February the 22nd and running through Sunday, March the 29th. Classes will begin at 5.30. Um, and just so you'll know, we'll have, be having confirmation in that same location. So if you come to that, if you can avoid coming in before right at 5.30 so we can finish, finish up our class. Study guides will be on the table. And I would suggest you'll probably be very well blessed uh, by this study, especially since Bob and Bobby have taken so many tours to the Holy Land, have a deep, unique perspective uh, about uh, um, end times theology. Okay. All right. Paige, you want to do, do what you want to say? Hey, y'all. Good morning. Everybody awake? Um, so basically this year for our Lenten offering, um, the kids and the youth had a brilliant idea to sponsor a child in Uganda. Um, we're sponsoring them through Compassion International, which basically their whole goal is to end the cycle of poverty um, that goes on there in the name of Jesus. Um, and so they do Bible studies. They do all kinds of good stuff with the kids. Um, it's just a really awesome program. So we're going to be telling you more about this in the weeks to come, so I'm not going to give it all away. But we've chosen a child to sponsor, and her name's Ellen. Um, and so we're going to be doing some fundraisers for her coming up. So I'm not going to give all of it away right now, but I'll tell you more uh, to, to come, I guess. Katie's going to give you a couple announcements, too. About one way that you can um, begin helping us support Ellen, and that's with our children's annual Make-A-Swish basketball fundraiser. That is coming up um, next Sunday here in the gym, February 1st at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And each child has 60 seconds to make as many baskets as they can. So we ask that you pledge 50 cents or a dollar or an amount of your choice um, to support the children. And this year, like I said, all the money raised will go to Ellen, um, the little girl who we have 
chosen to sponsor from Uganda. There are pledge forms kind of dispersed through the chairs, but I have plenty more copies. I didn't want to put too many out this morning, so they'll be on the back table if you didn't get one. If you have questions, please let me know, but it's pretty much detailed on the pledge forms, and you have until next week to complete and turn these in. So thank you in advance for your support. And just so you know, we have almost filled up all of our volunteer slots for the 9 o'clock service. I still have one month left for setup, and I still have one month left for refreshments. So if you haven't signed up yet, we would love to have your help. And if you've never done it before, we've got lots of people who are willing to help um, tutor you and what you need to do. And the jobs are usually pretty easy. They just take a little bit of time to help us get ready for the service. The sign-up sheets are back at the back door. So if you would be willing to help us out, take a look there and see if you can help with the months that are left. If you would stand and sing with us. Jesus as I am, I can come no other way, draw me closer unto you, teach me how to walk your way. Precious stone, crystal clear and finely honed, light of Jesus shining through, bringing glory back to Jesus as I am, I can come no other way, draw me closer unto you, teach me how to walk your way. heads and pray with me. Gracious God, we are so grateful that you do take us as we are and that you accept us and love us just as we are. Help us to grow in you and to change in you and to be the children that you would have us to be. Help us to learn to walk in your ways in everything that we do and everything that we say. 
Be with us this morning and focus our hearts and our minds on you as we prepare for worship. In Christ's precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. From the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My debt to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name on high. If you would turn and greet your neighbor and children, come forward for the children's sermon. now. Kevin and I are wondering, sounds like the piano is playing, but there's nobody back there at the piano. Hmm. Okay. Have you guys ever had anything that you've tried that's brand new and you really liked it? Sam says yes. Kevin says yes. Kevin, what's something that you've tried and you really liked? What's something that you did after you really liked it? You liked roller skating. Kevin tried roller skating. He really liked it. And you never went back again. No. Oh, okay. Um, you didn't tell any of your friends how much you liked roller skating. No, he didn't. He, he did. What's something else that you guys have tried and you've wanted to do it over and over again? Maybe it was something new. Ryan? Ryan 
Foster said last year he played basketball and he really liked it. So he came back to basketball practice, right? You told your friends how much fun basketball is, right? Okay. Has anybody ever tried a new food or a new snack and really liked it? Or how about a new restaurant? Do y'all remember the first time that you had goldfish? No, you probably were babies, right? I bet you guys were like Davis and Liza B, and y'all wanted to eat more goldfish. Your brother likes goldfish, Bailey? Me too. I got these out of my pantry for us. Okay. So has anybody ever been to a new restaurant before and they really liked it and maybe you wanted to tell somebody else like, hey, this new restaurant is really good and you should try to go there. It was yummy. Sam says he's done that before. Which, what restaurant have you tried that's new, Sam? King's Grill? A long time ago, Sam went to King's Grill, and he Genghis Grill, maybe? I don't know. Okay, so anyway, I want you guys to think about Jesus and to think about the church, and that's something that you've tried, and you really liked it. Duncan's here with us this morning. Do you want some? So, like when you got a new toy, or you tried a new game, or you did something that's fun and new, I want you guys to tell others about coming to church and about Jesus when you try something fun and new. Because church is fun, and it's fun to talk about others. And I want you guys to share with others your love for Jesus. Now, I brought you some of my favorite things and my kids' favorite things. They're gummies. Does everybody like gummies? Yes, I see smiles all around. Okay, so when you're eating on your gummies, I want you to remember to tell your friends and your family how much fun you have at church and how much you love Jesus and how much Jesus loves you. Because if you have something that you like, you don't keep it a secret and you don't ever do it again, right? You go back more and more and you tell people about it, right, Kevin? Like you want to go roller skating again, right? No? You just said you liked roller skating. I think Kevin's laughing at me now. Okay, so y'all take a pack of my gummies, all right? And we're going to say a quick prayer, okay? And then we'll pass them out. All right, close your eyes. Dear God, help us to remember that we love you. And please put it on our hearts to tell others how much that we love you and how much that you love us and you love them. In your name we pray. Amen. Anybody want goldfish instead of Would y'all will let me just stop long enough to eat these? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But I do love them. <laughs> I couldn't help but think when she said, "What is there something you've done that you, that you did that you really like to do a whole lot more? And you know what came to my mind? Sleeping all night long without waking up. 
<laughs> I can see y'all nodding your heads. Oh, mercy. Well, let us bow our heads in prayer. Oh, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Oh, God, you are our rock, and you have brought us salvation. And in times of adversity, you have been our hiding place. And we come on Sundays to worship you and to pour out our hearts before you in prayer and to sing praises to you and to be reminded of how you've entered into our lives and invited us to be so much more than we could ever hope to be. You've called us to be fishers of people, to bring others to your saving ways. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you'd help us because we confess this day that we have often denied your call and your grace. And so we pray that you would forgive us and restore us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Help us to see that the world is filled with many places that need your good news and that by the gift of your strength that you may give us the courage to be messengers. We know, O oh Lord, that in this day and time there are many of us within our congregation and within our family and friends uh, that uh, are going through uh, changes in life, uh, going through uh, pain and suffering and disease. And we pray, O oh Lord, that those who are in distress and suffer this day, that you'd give them the joy of your healing presence and touch. We pray especially this day for healing prayers for Gil and Andy. And we pray, O oh Lord, and praise you for the medical report of a friend who had a heart cath. We pray this day, O oh Lord, for the Dan Simpson family uh, who are dealing with the loss of their father and grandfather. We pray and thank you, O oh Lord, for your healing touch and many prayers that we prayed last week that were answered. And so we pray, Lord, this day that you would hear us because you are our God and the God of all. And we pray in the name of Christ, who is our Lord, the prayer he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I want to put one more plug in while I'm thinking about it for the Lenten sermon series that will begin with the first Sunday of Lent, where we'll look at the last sentences of Jesus from the cross and how and I hope and pray that you will covenant to be here throughout those, those times. Today's scripture, if you, if you think a minute about what we talked about last few Sundays, about how we have Jesus' birth, then we have the story of him as a toddler when the wise men or the three kings come bearing gifts, the epiphany, the epiphany star. We have the one story of him at around age 12 getting uh, 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 
away from his parents. They're not sure where he's at. He's in the temple. And then we have him presenting himself for baptism as an adult and then actually his first act after his uh, uh, baptism and his time uh, alone uh, after his baptism. He, he begins his ministry and he begins it very simply. And it, and it, become, it becomes this way. Uh, this is the Mark's account of how it started. Mark 1, verse 16. Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee. And he saw Simon, who's the one we will call later Peter, Simon and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come and follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. And at once they left their nets and followed him. And when he'd gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. And without delay, he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men, and they followed Jesus. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, your call sounds so simple to us. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe in our complicated world and our complicated lives, we need to find this simple call again. And so we pray this day, O Lord, that you would help us through the power of the Holy Spirit to understand our call. In your name we pray. Amen. So you got these two sets of fishermen. I've often thought, I wonder if that kind of decimated the fishing industry there. <laughs> All these fishermen take off, follow Jesus, okay, on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. And he says these simple words, follow me, follow me. Is there anybody in your life or any time in your life when anyone's ever said to you, follow me, follow me? And you just dropped everything and did that? Uh, I know some people who've done some things like that with business adventures and so forth and so on. People who went off to other places in the world. Uh, my mother's uh, dad, my grandfather on my mother's side did that exact thing in the, in the uh, 30s. He dropped everything and traveled to another country to set up a business adventure. So that's the first words Jesus said, follow me. What was the last words Jesus said to the disciples, not from the cross, but after he'd been resurrected, and they're along the shores of the Galilee again, and it's just before Jesus uh, will be leaving for heaven, and uh, he, uh, he says something else to the disciples. Anybody know this is a Bible test? <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you the answer. His very last words to Peter were the same as his first words to Peter. It was the same for all those who in, in ministry had been with him 
for now three years, he virtually said the same thing. He said, follow me. Isn't that strange? He, he began his ministry by saying, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And he ended his ministry by saying, follow me and feed my sheep. And so we have here from our Lord these simple instructions to us, whether we're at the beginning of our call in ministry as a disciple and a follower of Christ, or whether we're at the later stage in our life, in our ministry, in our discipleship. We have a twofold calling. We're called to be disciples, followers of Christ, Christ followers. We're called to be shepherds. What do shepherds do? Shepherds do lots of things like they help feed, right? They help make sure the sheep are fed. Uh, they help make sure the sheep are protected. Um, you see, for us to be disciples and to be shepherds, we have to be ones who will walk with Jesus and learn from Him first. We have to be ones who will allow Jesus to speak through us. We have to be ones who will minister as a shepherd God's love to others. We have to be one who will bring God's words of forgiveness and hope and, and all these life-giving things to all who need it as a shepherd would. We are to be those who will help others to stay on the true path as a shepherd would. And this is the calling of all of us who claim to be Christ followers. So it's just a, this is a simple little sermon on back to basics. It seems to me like we have let the world and we've let our, our belief system, our religion, our Christianity become too complicated. We have allowed the complications of the world to enter into our religion. And it's very simple and it's basic. The first step is we to enter into relationship with Jesus, which is one of complete trust. We, have, we come to Him as He asks us to come. Follow me. And with that, we bring to Him not just ourself and our energy and our willingness to do what He tells us to do, but we also bring to Him our weariness. We bring to Him our burdens, our anxieties. And we come as we are and He takes those things and He gives back to us through our relationship with Him, peace and hope and joy and truth and love and strength and wisdom. So we are to come to Him and to follow Him wherever He leads. To come to Him and to learn from Him. To come to Him and to live in Him and have Him live in us. To come to Him and to be made new by Him this is basic. We are to simply follow our Lord. Now, it's not necessarily easy. It sounds pretty easy. And I bet you those four fishermen that I just read you about probably thought, hmm, this Jesus, He's walking along the shores of Galilee. He's not fishing, so maybe it is easier to follow Him than to be out here in the heat of the day fishing and not getting anything. 
So it might appear to be easy, but it isn't easy because it demands something that is so hard for us to do in a complicated world that we live in, and that is to have single-mindedness about something. To have a single-mindedness and determination and discipline to truly make Jesus Christ the Lord and center of our life without all the other distractions. But my friends, there's one thing is for sure. If you want to benefit from living a Christian life, you've got to live the Christian life. You're not going to get the benefit of living a Christian life if you don't live the Christian life. And so what is the Christian life? What did Jesus do? Keeping it basic and simple, what did Jesus do? Jesus on a daily basis prayed. On a daily basis, he worshiped. On a daily basis, Christ spent a lot of his time in what we would call today ministries of compassion. And so we have to ask ourselves if we are to be Christ followers and we're following Jesus and we're doing what Jesus wants us to do, are these single mindedly important to us and are we focused on these, th these things like this? Do these relatively little things describe our life? The Apostle Paul, when he wrote to the church at Corinth, uh, he, part of the letter he talks about that when people run races, when they are on uh, or, or they're in some kind of competition, that they can't win if they don't first of all run the race. You can't be part of a sporting competition without participating, doing something. You certainly cannot receive the crown of victory or the award or whatever it is, the trophy, if you don't persevere all the way to the end of the course. And, this, and he said those words to help us to see and to understand that unless we persevere and run the race, unless we serve God and follow Christ, we can't either. We can't expect those rewards. So we either daily follow or we don't. So really and truly, following Jesus is a choice. That's about as basic as you get. They could have said, no, Jesus, we got too much fishing to do. We got nets to clean. We got fish to process, books to keep. I got to run by the store and pick up a loaf of bread. <laughs> Follow me. It's a choice. It's a choice between living like everybody else or living the way Christ will show us to live. Now it's not an easy thing, but it's also not necessarily a hard thing. It is not a difficult thing, though it may involve difficulties. When we follow Jesus, we're made new in Him. By His power, we are equipped to do the work that Christ wants us to do. Simple, basic stuff. When we follow Christ day by day, God uses us, God supports us, God helps us. And that Holy Spirit is there. 
It's, some, it's just like the air that you breathe. You cannot really feel it or see it or touch it, but it's there. And that is there for us as we choose it each day. So we're called first and foremost to follow. But then as we follow, we are giving more and more duties to do and we're giving more and more responsibilities and it ends up being the biggest responsibility is when Jesus said, follow me and feed my sheep. You see, at first it's just follow me and watch me. See what I do. Imitate me. Live like I'm living. But at the end of His ministry on earth, He says, now that you've been following me, here's your job. Feed my sheep. All the folks in the world are like sheep. Some going astray, some looking to Jesus. In our beautiful sanctuary, as you know, who, those who've been over there, you know, there's a picture of Jesus there. And if you ever noticed, there's one in his arms, there's one down here looking at him, and there's another one looking away. Okay? I've always thought the one looking away is the one going astray. Look to Jesus. Follow Jesus. And then Jesus gives you this job to help those that look like they're going astray. That's how you feed them. You help bring them back. You know, we, we, none of us, I doubt any of us here have had much agricultural experience. Okay? So we don't know too much what it means to be a shepherd. But we, we do know enough to know that the shepherd protect the flock. That the shepherd help make sure those going astray got back on the right path. Our responsibility as Christ followers as shepherds is to see those in the world who are going astray and help them find their way back to the true path towards God. And we do it differently than... Anybody else in the whole world, we want to love them back to the path. We don't try to kill them back to the path. We love them back to the path. And so we're all called to the basics to follow and to serve. I don't usually recommend books, especially books by a Baptist. <laughs> but Rick Warren wrote a wonderful book called The Purpose Driven Church. And I, re and I read it and actually conducted a study in one of my churches before that comes along with it. He has a very good quote in his book. It says, The most important light in my home is not the large chandelier in our dining room. The most important light in our home is a little night light that shines at night that keeps me from running into the walls and stubbing my toe when I get up to go to the bathroom at night. Any of you got a night light to help you go to the bathroom at night? Well, if you don't, as you get older, you will. Okay. It's small but it's more useful to me than the big show-off light. And then he says this. 
in the dark night that our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers might be experiencing. The light we have because we are disciples of Christ no matter how small that light might seem to us or to others, it might be the most important light and the most important thing that will ever shine in their life. We are called as Christ followers to let that light shine into the dark night. Simply put, our Christian life revolves around two central actions. And Jesus gave them to us at the beginning of His ministry and at the end of His ministry. Follow me and carry me into the world by feeding my sheep. And it's really that simple. And yet it is that profound. Think about it. Simple but profound our calling. And may you this day leave here from this place and be single-minded about the simple basics of your faith and be resolved to follow Christ more fully and to live up your calling that began with those words, follow me. And it ends with the words, follow me and feed the men and women who need the light of Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's stand and affirm our faith with our affirmation. Let us join our voices. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, and life and death and life beyond death. God is with us. We're not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let our ushers come forward now as we receive our tithes and our offerings. your face for my sins and cover my iniquity create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me don't cast me away from your presence. Don't take your spirit from me. 
restore to me the joy of your salvation. Restore to me the wonders of your love. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Hide your face from my sins and cover my iniquity. Create in me a clean heart and renew that spirit within me. Don't cast me away. Take your spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Restore to me the wonders of your love. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. stand and sing with us. Together we sing 
grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit. May they be yours this day and each day. Amen.